Hello and welcome back to Stories with me, Jesse. Today's stories come once again from the rude and judgmental adults over at Reddit slash entitled parents. Let me know what you think of these stories in the comments, as well as any suggestions you might have that we may just use in a future installment. Sit back and enjoy the show, because we're getting started now. Our first story is titled... Entitled Mother Ignores Social Distancing, So I Force Her to Move Back. So because Australia is coming slowly out of lockdown, people think right away that means life has gone back to normal. I, however, try to remain within the distancing laws and try not to do the wrong thing. Yes, I know I shouldn't be going out, but I did have to get some essential items other than the things I got below. So I was at the checkout in a store buying some toys and a wool coat for my dog because he's a good boy and it's winter now. So I'm standing in the marked spot for checkout when behind me I see a wild Karen who surprisingly looked nothing like a Karen. Walking up right behind me with her kid, who was about seven, I turn around and say, Excuse me, can you both please stand back? Social distancing. This sets her off and she goes, How dare you tell me what to do? You're a child! I'm 21 but I look young. And should listen to what I say. Who do you f***ing think you are talking out of turn? Children should be seen and not f***ing heard. Saying this whilst looking at her kid. I just turn around, roll my eyes, and sigh. I see the kid has his head down, looking embarrassed. Poor thing. An idea then pops into my head. If she won't step back when I ask her nicely, I'll make her step back. So I start purposely sniffing my nose very loudly and start coughing and wheezing like I'm carrying the plague. I then see Karen scoff out a yuck and step back far enough to maintain the 1.5 meter distancing. I turn around and smugly look at her with a, you better step back. Look, she keeps her distance from me the entire time in line for checkout. What a delightful way of handling a Karen, who not only didn't respect your personal space, but also talked down to you like a child and cursed at you in front of her own kid, no less. Even without social distancing, when you're checking out your groceries, it's not unreasonable to ask for just a tiny bit of space. Jeez, what is wrong with people? Moving on, our next story is called... Parents call the police because I won't speak to them. Okay, a few years ago, I was living 3,000 miles away from my folks. They have a habit of leaving an area if they're challenged, so it's normal. I was moved everywhere as a kid and don't have any roots because of it and no siblings to commiserate with. Anyway, they left this state and started a new life elsewhere, asking me to manage their estate here until it's sold. I did amongst my job and family and life. Their real estate agent calls them and says someone is in the house. Me, taking care of the pool and unboxing personal shit they left behind. And I get calls yelling at me for allowing people in the house. And I'm a for not protecting their stuff. As I'm sleeping on their hardwood so no one breaks in, I get tired of the hate and say I'm done. Do it yourself and move on. 3 a.m. and I have cops with guns drawn invading my house on a welfare check because I won't speak to them. Cops could have killed my dogs and me over not answering the phone. Jesus! Edit. I'll let y'all know the outcome. After the police left, I was absolutely livid. I called them and told them if they ever pulled some shit like that again, they would never have the chance to call the police for a welfare check because they would have no daughter. I would move and end any and all contact with them for good. 
Since then, they have been fairly normal. A few missteps, but they're human, and when normal, they're amazing parents and good people. The only negative that eventually came from this entire fiasco was my fiancé and I split up due to the stress and nonsense associated with all of this. So I lost a great relationship, but in the end, they've never done anything so crazy, so at least there's that. Thanks for reading, guys. Oh my goodness! Not only did your parents call the cops on you after harassing you repeatedly, but the stress of the whole ordeal was so much that your relationship ended? I'm very sorry to hear that, and hope that they calm down a bit and trust you a little more, especially since you were doing them a favor and they just needed to have a little more faith in you. But what do you guys think? I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Our next story is titled, Get Me Your Supervisor Now! Ma'am, I am the supervisor. So, for some background information, I work in a retail chain and live in the UK, where it is law that if the person in question looks under 25, then you have to ask for ID for items such as lighters, knives, etc. It is also law that if the person in question cannot provide ID, then you have the obligation to decline the sale. Even if they are with someone who can produce ID and vouch for them, you still have to decline the sale, because the person wishing to buy the item cannot produce identification. Hope this makes sense. So, to the story. On this particular day, I was standing at my tail waiting for any customers. Enter Entitled Mother and Daughter. Entitled Mother put all her shopping onto the till and I began scanning. She was pleasant enough and her transaction went by smoothly. Having paid for her items, daughter proceeded to put her items onto the till. She had a dog toy and spray paint. Now, in the UK, you have to be 18 to purchase spray paint. Don't ask me why, because I have no clue. So I scanned through the spray paint and the computer screen turned to red. It informed me that I needed to make sure that the person in question was of age to purchase this. Daughter looked young. I reckon she was 18, but because she looked under 25, I still had to ask for proof of her age. Also, the CCTV is watched over when it comes to items being purchased with age restrictions. Someone is paid to watch over these sales to make sure that I am following procedure and am not letting anyone underage purchase such items. If I am found to have sold items to a minor, I could be looking at being fired and criminal prosecution. With this in mind, I said the following. Sorry, ma'am. This item is age restricted. Do you have any proof of age on you? The daughter looks a bit startled, but looks through her purse and doesn't find anything. I don't have my ID on me. I must have left it at home. I am 18, though. Sorry, ma'am. I cannot authorize the sale without ID. If you bring ID with you next time, I'd be more than happy to authorize the sale. The daughter shrugged and sighed. Oh, well. I'll come back another time. I'll just take the dog toy, then. I was about to scan the dog toy through when Entitled Mother enters the conversation. You seriously need ID for spray paint? Yeah, it's the law. You have to be 18. But my daughter is 18! She may be 18, but I still have to ask her for ID because she looks under 25. But she is turning 19 in a week! Again, ma'am, that may be the case, but without ID, I cannot authorize the sale. That is ridiculous! Sorry, ma'am. It's the law. Stop, mom. It's okay. I can come back tomorrow. We are not coming back tomorrow! At this point, suddenly the entitled mother comes up with a genius solution to buy the spray paint and bypass the law. I'll buy the paint for her! I'm over 25! That means I am lawfully allowed to buy it! Unfortunately, you can't, because I know you'll be buying it for her, and if I authorize that, it is still illegal. That is bullshit! I wanna buy spray paint! Sorry, ma'am. I can't authorize you buying the paint, because I know you're buying it for your daughter. 
You don't know that I'm buying it for my daughter! Yes, ma'am, I do. Because you literally said five seconds ago you would buy it for her. So you are now lying to a customer?! The daughter tries to drag Entitled Mother away. Mom, leave it! Ma'am, I am not lying to you. I am telling you what you said and what the rules are. Well, I am going to go to the other cashier and buy it there! That is fine, ma'am. You can try that. But they will give you the same answer I am giving you because I have to notify them of any customer trying to slip by the rules. The entitled mother, red in the face, managed to slip past her daughter and get right up in my face, press her finger into my chest, and scream. Get me your supervisor now! I am going to report you lying! As she finished screaming, I wiped her spit off my face, calmly pointed to my name badge, and smiled, and in my best retail voice I said, Hi, I am the supervisor of this establishment. I hear you wish to make a complaint about one of our staff. How may I help you? Her face went from red to purple in a second. I genuinely thought she was about to hit me when her daughter stepped in. How much is it? For the dog toy alone, it will be $3.99. The daughter paid me five pounds and told me to keep the change. I smiled and in my retail voice said, Thank you for shopping with us today. We hope to see you again soon. Have a great day. F you! And with that, she was forcibly let out by her daughter. The next day, guess who comes in? The daughter, alone, with her ID. For all you young shoppers out there, two things. Please bring your ID with you. It's easier for everyone. If you have an aggressive parent, please refrain from bringing them with you. Have a great day. Wow. I get how inconvenient it can be to forget your ID, but why do so many people think it's worth someone losing their job because they weren't prepared when they came in? At least the daughter was understanding. In my retail experience, I've had the similar joy of pointing to my name tag and stating that I was the supervisor, but boy oh boy, those Karens would just keep climbing the ladder until the store manager ended up coming out and telling them the same thing that I did. Please respect the rules, or don't let the door hit you on the way out. Our final story is called... It's not fair that only he gets to make a wish. This story is about my own entitled dad. Some background. I have a twin brother. When my parents divorced, my dad wanted to split us down the middle and like possessions. But neither of us wanted that, and my mom thought that was stupid because... Well, kids aren't possessions. Due to that, my dad has always been nasty and stopped anything he could on his time. This meant no lessons, sleepovers, vacations, etc. He eventually remarried and had three other kids, so while they would get to do fun stuff, my brother and I still couldn't. Now into the main story. When we were about nine-ish, my brother got diagnosed with leukemia. For a while, it kept getting worse, and my dad tried to interfere with his treatments because they fell on his part of the custody agreement every now and then. My mom threatened to take us both away, so begrudgingly my brother got his treatments. Sometimes, as very sick kids do, my family got approached by Make-A-Wish. My brother wanted nothing more than a family vacation to Disney for me, my mom, and himself. Well, with Make-A-Wish for trips like those, the non-custodial parent has to agree too. And this is where my dad got to be a prick. He was in the hallway of the hospital, screaming at my mom while I was in the hospital room with my brother. But I could still hear them. It was a good while ago, so all quotes might not be exact. There's no way in hell I'm agreeing to you three getting a free trip to Disney. I don't care if it was even just him. He might not be here much longer. 
Well, it's not fair. If he gets to make a wish, he should be a good boy and give it to me and his other siblings. You and him can stay home. He doesn't want to bring all of you guys. He specifically said he wants his brother and I with him. Well, if he wants to go, he better be a big boy and either bring everyone or make my kids get a wish to go. He has cancer! He is getting this because he is dying! I would a hundred times over take him healthy over getting a trip to Disney! He has his options. It's not fair to us for you three to go and disobey the custody agreement again. I have three kids and a wife at home, so you either find a way for them to go or none of the kids go. After that, my mom just came in and started bawling. We never did go to Disney, but my brother did get a phone call from John Cena. My brother also did end up making a recovery and has been in remission for 10 years this July. TLDR, dad rejects kids dying make-a-wish because he can't take his new family. Edit, we still talk to him, just very low contact. And we remind him of this time every time we have the chance. He found God and isn't as bad. I have plenty of other stories of him being entitled. This is just the worst. Oh boy, I'm really struggling to understand this one. What kind of a pathetic monster could be so cruel to their child and crush their wish at a point where they don't even know if they're going to win their battle with cancer? This makes me feel sick and deeply saddened for his mom and brother. I'm so happy to hear that he pulled through, but if he didn't, I wonder how that father would have ever learned to live with himself. What do you guys think of today's stories, or this one in particular? I'd really love to hear your thoughts below. Anyways, that's all the time we have for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again for tuning in with me, Jesse. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe for more content, and check out what other stories I have for you. I truly appreciate your love and support, and hope that you stick around if you enjoyed this episode. I hope your day is as wonderful as possible, and that today gives you something to smile about. I'll catch you in the next one.